All right, to both say good morning. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors for today's year. To thank our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev, Sammy and Malka Esterson, for dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos this month in memory of their parents, Yitzchak Leib ben Aaron Akoin, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, and Hinda Bas Henach Ephraim. To thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Michal and Sarah Lipman and family for dedicating the Shurim this week in honor of Philip Senfield's Siam Hashas Mazeltov, and to thank Bill Askin for dedicating the Shurim this week in honor of Chaim Rothschild. And above with that, let us begin. So we have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today, really fascinating daf. Today's daf is Yud Beis, 12. We are picking up in Yerat Hashem at... Um, Yud Aleph on the base, a little bit, a little bit past the two dots. Let's actually pick up quickly at the two dots because we only got a few lines in there. Help frame the sugi a little bit better. So we'll say, Remember again, we are going through the series of fast days when it doesn't rain. So remember again, we've only so far covered the first three. What happens in the first three? Only the Tamidi Chachamim are fasting. Right? Remember again, you don't have a general Tainas Sibor, only the Tamidi Chachamim. So, the, so the, the Mishnah says, furthermore, you're allowed to eat and drink on the night before those fasts. So it says the Gemara, Amra Vizira, Amra Funa, Yachid Shekibal of Tainis, Afilo Acho Vishasa Kalalaila, Lemachra who mispalot filas Tainis. The Bosses remember again, Rafuna says as follows that if an individual accepted upon themselves a fast, and we'll discuss about the mechanics of accepting upon yourself a fast. I will say, so just to understand over here, that, oh, okay, let's, well, let's, let's translate then. Well, so Rashi says over here, So I will say, so remember again, the case we're talking about over here is an individual accepted upon, his, a fa- accepted upon himself a fast, accepted a fast upon himself. Right, so we'll discuss the mechanics in terms of how exactly that's done. But a person, let's call it uh, Wednesday, a person said, I'm going to go ahead and fast on Thursday. So what's the halacha, Rafuna says? You, he eats all of Wednesday and Thursday night, but I'm sorry, all of Wednesday night, but comes Thursday morning, his tainus begins, and in Shemona Esrei, he will go ahead and add in Anenu. Okay, Lon Betani. So, we'll see what happens in the following case. I accept it on Wednesday, I accept it upon myself to fast on Thursday. Thursday night comes, and you know what? I decide to continue fasting. I decide to continue. That's lon betaniso. Rashi says over here, lon betaniso. Ba'osa tainis shekiba alav shelo achal b'matzei taniso. Ve'lon kol osa la'elashem tainis ala boker. So now Thursday night, I decide to fast, continue to fast, and I wake up Friday morning. So what's talachon? Eino mispalo shal tainis. Ultimately, come Friday morning, you do not insert anenu in your Shmona Esrei. Okay, Rashi says over here, So we'll say, so again, we'll explain this in just a moment. So I decide to continue my fast through Thursday night. Friday morning, I don't say Aninu. So the Gemara says, What's, So we'll say, what's the logic, right? So again, remember, two cases. It's, but it's, really, it's two parts of the same case. Wednesday, Wednesday, I decided I'm going to fast on Thursday. So I eat Wednesday, yeah, I eat Wednesday night. Thursday morning, my fast begins. I say Anenu within Shmona Esrei of Thursday morning, we'll call it. I continue to fast through Thursday. I say, you know what? I'm going to continue my fast through Thursday night into Friday morning. Shachris, Friday morning, I'm still fasting. 
I'm still fasting. I don't insert Anenu in Shmona Esri of Shacharis on Friday morning. So the says, why not? Why not? So my kasava Rafuna. So what's, what does Rafuna hold? So the Gemara says, my kasava, my kasava Rafuna, is it that Rafuna holds, there's no such thing as what we call a tainus shos. So we'll say, what we're going to be introduced to now is this concept that although generally a typical fast day is an entire calendrical day. Right? Entire calendrical day. Now, we've already been introduced to the idea that that could be modified. And you could have a fast day that is not an entire calendrical day, but rather begins when? Dawn and goes until nightfall. The question is, is there something called the Tainus Shos? So Tainus Shos is exactly as it sounds, which is, I'm not fasting for an entire day. I'm just going to fast for a couple of hours. Right? Is there such a concept like that of a Tainus Shos? So is it that Rafuna holds, there's no Tainus Shos, and therefore, again, I will say, that's why the fast that I continue on Thursday night into Friday, that's a new fast. And that's a partial fast for a couple of hours. And if Una holds, that's not really, Tainus shows is not a legitimate form of fasting. It's not a legitimate form of fasting. And therefore, I look at and say, no, I need to the shows, the shows, and the misbelled Tainus. Or maybe not. Maybe Rafuna holds that, no. A, a fast for a couple of hours is a legitimate fast. It's just on a technical level, we don't insert aninu for a fast like that. So the Gemara says, So Abayi says, in reality, Rafuna holds, there is such a thing as a tainis shows. There is such a thing as accepting a fast for a couple of hours. We'll define the scope of that. And the truth is, in general, if you accept upon yourself a fast for a certain number of hours, you would in fact insert, you would say aninu during that partial fast as well. I see what's happening over here. So we'll say, this is actually fascinating. So the Gemara says, what's happening over here is as follows. Tainus shows works. But tiny shows only works when you accept it upon yourself in a proactive fashion. You see, what's happening over here in the case that, that Rafuna said? What's happening over here? I proactively accepted a fast for when? For when? Thursday. Right? So when, on Wednesday, I accepted a fast for Thursday. I'm going Thursday, right? It's Thursday night. And I say to myself, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. So let, let me just continue. Let me just continue through Friday morning. So Rafuna says, tiny shows works when you proactively accept it. But if you kind of accept it on the go, that doesn't have the din of a halachic fast. And therefore, what does it mean? It doesn't have the din of a halachic fast? I wouldn't insert aninu. So we'll say, this is actually going to be a very important point, which is really a fascinating idea, that you could accept a partial fast, but it only exhorts if you accept it proactively. If you kind of accept it on the fly, on the go, or you extend something you're already doing, that does not take on the status of a tainus shows. Legabe the fact that you wouldn't insert aninu. Marukva ikla leginzak. Marukva went to the city of Ginzak. Bomine, they asked from him, misan So they asked Marukva, can you, can you fast, the partial fast for a couple of hours or not? So what happened? Lo havibiyadeh. Marukva didn't know the answer. He asked him another question. Kankanen shal nachrin. So I'll say kankanen are jugs. Right? So these are earthenware jugs that, they, that the nachrin, that non-Jews, put wine in. They store wine 
in these kankanim, in these wadji, yeah, we call it jugs, containers. So the shayla is, the shayla is, can, if, if let's say they don't use these containers for some amount of time, can they be used for, can a Jew use them to store something as well? So what's that? So the Gemara says, so, Once again, Mar Ukva didn't know the answer. Okay. What did Moshe Rabbeinu wear during the seven days of inauguration? Remember again, during the seven days of inauguration of the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu effectively served as the Kohen Gadol. What did Moshe Rabbeinu wear during those seven days? Remember again, Aaron takes over when? On the eighth day, Parsha Shemini. Right? So what did Moshe Rabbeinu wear during the seven days? Marokva didn't know. Marokva didn't know. They will say, just by the way, such an incredible Muslim in this Gemara. It's okay not to know the answer. It's okay. Sometimes it's hard for us to admit that I don't know the answer to something or that I don't have the answers in life. Like the Yerim Second Shabbos says, Sometimes I have to teach my tongue to say, I don't know. I don't know doesn't come naturally for many of us because we think we have to have the answers to everything in life. Why does he, right, you both say, poor Mar Ukva. Why does he even have to record a story like this? Mar Ukva, he didn't know the answer to three questions. Okay, the rest of his career, right? The rest of Shas, Mar Ukva is answering questions here and there. Why does he have to tell me? Because it's important to understand that even great people and wise people don't have all the answers in life. It's okay not to have the answers. The worst thing to do is what? Is to pretend you have the answers when you don't have the answers, because that's unfortunately destructive for you and destructive for others. So we'll say, so what happened? What did my Ukva do? This is great. So we'll say, what do you do when you don't have the answers in life? What do you do? You go to the base Medrash. If you're number one, you go to the base Medrash. Number two, you ask. We'll say, number two, you go, one, one, number one, you go to the base Medrash, because we'll say, when a person is steeped in Torah, you gain a lot of life clarity. It is amazing how when I learn Torah, how when I surround myself in an atmosphere of Kiddusha, there is a certain level of life clarity. And often in the base Medrash, you find a lot of good guys, right? So in the base Medrash, often I'll find someone who can help me with the clarity that I don't have. So goes, he asks, Number one, you can go ahead and you can fast for a certain number of hours. And I will say, not only that, but when you accept upon yourself a partial tainus, you could insert, you could insert anenu. But I will say, now, again, because we have to get through the daft today, but I will just tell you, in Simen Tov Kuf Samech Beis Sif Yud. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way. The Shulchan Aruch says, I'm not going to get into all the, te- you, you look this up on your own. Tov Kuf Samech Beis Sif Yud. The Shulchan Aruch writes that Halach Lameisa, you could fast, for a partial day, what we call a tainus shows. Misana adam tainus shows kolayom. Now the way the Shulchan Aruch frames a tainus shows, we'll say is like this: tainus shows doesn't really mean I'm only going to fast for six hours. What tainus shows means like this: I'm having a busy day, right? It's twelve o'clock. I realize, you know what? I haven't eaten anything. I haven't eaten anything. You know what? I already fasted half day. Let me just observe the rest of the day as a fast, right? As a fast. You could do that in halacha, and that works. And that works. Even though, again, you, for the first part of the day, you had no kavano, right? I just was busy. I could accept the remainder of the day as a time of shows, and I could insert anenu, I could insert anenu in Shmona Esrei. What's the caveat? The caveat is that you proactively accept it. So I will say, contrast this with another case. 
I'm just busy the whole day. I dive and I come to Mincha, I you know what? I'm mamish, I've been fasting the whole day. I might as well insert Anenu and just finish up the fast. Could I do that? No. Why? Because there's no proactivity, right? There's no, not proactivity, what's the word I'm looking for? Premeditation, right? There's no, pre, there's no premeditation in that. So again, therefore the Shulchan Aruch says, so said, this is incredible, and it's such an incredible musr. So you can observe a partial fast, but it requires proactive premeditation, right? You have to have kavana for what it is that you're going through. say, isn't it incredible? That kavana makes all the difference, right? The same act, either way, I cannot be eating the whole day. But one is just, I'm not eating the whole day because I'm just busy with stuff, versus proactive premeditation makes all the difference. Forethought in life makes the difference in the impact in our actions. Thinking ahead, having a plan, having kavanas, not just living life kind of by the seat of my pants, but going ahead and thinking things through and thinking ahead. Again, making a Makes all the difference. In any event, so we'll say that's the first halacha. Next, hilchasa kan kanan shalach la'achar shemes ha'chodesh mutarin. We'll say halacha number two is that the jugs that are used to house Gentile wine can be used by a Jew after twelve months. If they have not been used for twelve months, they can be used. So look at Rashi. Four lines up from the bottom. Halach tam yai nesach mutar below iri mayim. I will say that was interesting. I could use them even without what. Even without kashering them. Because after 12 months, the assumption, if 12 months of non-use, the assumption is that halacha lamaisa, any time, any absorption is really null and void. Rashi says over here, Rashi over here actually describes an interesting process called milui v'irui. And milui v'irui is a process where you soak items in water for 72 hours, changing the water every 24 hours. And that has the ability to affect levels of kasha. So I will say, this halacha, by the way, is actually very important because the concept of something remaining idle for 12 months actually is a very important yisod in Hilchos Kashrus and gives you a little bit of latitude to even kasher things which normally can't be kashered. Things like glazed china and other things like that which normally we assume cannot really be kashered. There are certain heterim. There are certain, again, not necessarily to be used in the situations, but there are certain heterim, again, when something has been dormant for 12 months. Next. What did Moshe Rabbeinu wear? During, mostly, this is not like a fashion Shiloh, right? But this is this is a this is a question. Moshe was not the coin gadol, yet he functioned as the coin gadol. So what did he wear? It couldn't be that he wore big day kahuna, because big day kahuna are unique to the coin. So I took on him. So what did he wear? To which the Gemara says, Lavan, he wore a white a white garment. A white garment, he wore, wore a kittle, right? He wore a white garment, like that's, he just wore a white, a white tunic. That's what he wore over the Shavi Milor. Was his grab of Kana Masli, Bechaluk Lavan, Sheinlo Imrav. Kana said he wore a white tunic or a white cloak that did not have a hem. Remember again, does this sound familiar? Going back to our Shkalim days, right? When the Kohen, the treasurer, would go in to withdraw the Shkalim, he could not wear a garment with what? Pockets or a hem, right? Why not? Just to be above suspicion. No one should think that he's, that he's pocketing any money. So the Gemara says, when Moshe Rabbeinu went ahead, when Moshe Rabbeinu went ahead and served, he wore this garment with Adahem. Pretty incredible. I will say, also another is sort of Yisem Nikim. The goal in life is to live life in a way that I'm above suspicion. I, you should say, people should be Dagni Lakaf Sechos, right? People should give you the benefit of the doubt. The goal in life is don't have to rely 
on people giving you the benefit of the doubt, that my actions ultimately should stand on my own and are above suspicion. Rav Chista, so the Amr Rav Chista, Rav Chista said, top of your base, Hada Amrit Misaran L'Shos, Sovahu Shalotam Klum Ada Erev. So Rav Chista says, when we say that you could fast for just hours, this assumes that what? That Halakha Lamaisa, you're fasting until nightfall. So I got a little bit ahead of myself in the Shulchan Aruch. So remember again, Rav Chista said, you know what I was like, because when you hear about, when you hear about fasting for a couple of hours, what does it sound like? It sounds like, you know what? I'm going to fast until Chatzos. Right, I'll fast a couple of hours. And then, no, no, no. A tiny shows means that you haven't eaten the whole day. Just the difference is you've only proactively accepted upon your fast, yourself a fast, for a couple of hours. So we'll say that's the example I gave you before. I'm busy the whole morning and I just don't end up eating anything. It turns out, I turn around now, it's 12 o'clock. I figure, you know what now? Let me spend the rest of the day as a tinus. Now I, I proactively, in a premeditated fashion, accept the next couple of hours upon myself as a fast. But it only works because throughout the entire day, I have not eaten anything. So the Rashi says over here. The reason it's called a Tanis Shos, it's a little bit of a misleading name. It's called a Tanis Shos. I'm not eating the whole day. Why is it called a Tanis Shos? A fast for a number of hours? Because I only accepted the fast for a certain number of hours. I didn't eat the entire day. But Lamai said the fast itself was only accepted for a certain number of hours. So the Gemara says, So I said, I don't understand. You didn't eat the entire day. That's a whole fast. That's a whole fast. What's the Shaila? To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. What's the case? Well, as we said before, the case is I didn't start out the day fasting. And both say, in fact, we're going to see that the way a tinus works is a tinus has to be accepted the day before. That's really the way it works. So in the situation in question is I never formally accepted upon myself a fast the day before. I just started my day. I thought it was going to be a regular day. It turns out I didn't end up eating anything. So now in the middle of the day, now in a premeditated fashion, I accept the rest of my fast. So the verse of Amrav Chista, Rav Chista said in general, any tainus that you don't fast until nightfall, literally means until sunset, is not a tainus. So really, is that true? Meisvei, anse anshe mishmar, misanin v'lo mashlimin. say we will see this a little bit later on in the Mesechta. Anshe mishmar, Rabbi say we're going to speak about the mishmoros. The mishmoros, Rabbi say we're used to talking about the mishmoros of Kohanim. There are 24 shifts, 24 mishmaros of Kohanim, right? Each mishmar serving one week in the Beis HaMikdash. Each mishmar made up of, we just did this, for those of you who are doing Mishnayomi, we did this, right? So each mishmar made up of multiple bate avos, multiple families, multiple families. We're going to see in the Mishnah Mesechus Tainus in just a little bit, really fascinating. The mishmar also had shifts of Kohanim, I'm sorry, of Levim and Yisraelim who would accompany the Kohanim to the Beis HaMikdash. So the Mishmar, the Anshe Mishmar, would fast during their days of service. Misanin, Velomashlinin. But they would only fast, but they wouldn't complete the fast. So you see from here that there's a concept of fasting until when? Not until nightfall. Not until nightfall. That there's a concept of a fast ultimately that doesn't extend the entire day. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 that's different. Hasam, let's say, Urei Nafshe Ba'ama. Ba'ama. Also, we're going to see 
the point of those fast days, interestingly enough, was not to create a formal fast in which one could insert Aneinu into Shemona Esrei, but rather the point of those fast days was to feel a bit of discomfort in order to participate in the struggles of Am Yisrael. We'll discuss this in greater depth when we get to it in the Gemara. Rashi says, The idea of these fasts, we're going to see there are different types of fasts, but the idea of these fasts was to feel, participate in the Tzara of Klal Yisrael, not to go ahead and really serve as a formal fast. So the Gemara says, Tashma, the Amr of Eliezer Barab Tzadok, Listen to this. So Ben Absadik says, I am a descendant of son of Ben Binyamin. Son of Ben Binyamin, I think they changed it, right? To Shin of, right? Or son of. Okay, son of Shal Binyamin. Upam Acha. So we'll say, what's unique about son of Ben Binyamin? So we'll say, remember again, son of Ben Binyamin, who obviously Rashi's from Shevet Binyamin, remember, was one of the families who pledged wood to the Beis Hamikdash. So remember again, on the day in which you brought wood to the Beis Hamikdash, you celebrated a yamtiv. It was a yamtiv. You would bring a special carbon, you celebrated a yamtiv. So listen to this. So Rabbi says, I am a descendant of Sana ben Minyamin. Upam achas chal tesbab lios b'shabes. One time, Tisha B'av fell, fell out on Shabbos. Vidachinhu la'achara Shabbos. And we pushed it off to Sunday, which was the 10th of Av. Rabbi says, we're going to see that what happens. It happens to be the 10th of Av was the date that the son of Ben Binyamin family brought their wood to the Beis HaMikdash, which meant that the 10th of Av was their yomtiv. So Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik says, what happened? So now Tisha B'Av was a nitcha, pushed off to Sunday, observed on the 10th, but now conflicting with the very date that they brought their, that they celebrated their wood donation. This inubo follow hishlimanu. And we fasted, but we didn't finish the fast day. We only fasted a partial day. Only fasted a partial day because ultimately, again, their personal yamtiv kind of trumped the Shabbat that was delayed. So the Gemara says, So you see, what do you see from here? You see from here that you can't fast a partial day. Both say, remember again, remember again, we're just struggling with this idea that Rav Chista said, any fast that, that, that does not extend until nightfall is not a fast. We're seeing examples of fast days that don't extend until nightfall. To which the Gemara says, You're right. The truth is, again, remember, Tisha B'av, that's Nidcha. We'll actually discuss this. When Tisha B'av is delayed, it's not the real fast of Tisha B'av, but rather, again, it's the observance of Tisha B'av. That type of fast is simply to cause oneself some level of discomfort. And ultimately, again, even a partial fast suffices. So we'll say, what we're beginning to see, by the way, is that there are essentially three different types of fasts. There's a tiny Sibur, a communal fast. There's a tiniest yachre individual fast, and there's a tiniest that's called the tziure nafshe to cause yourself discomfort. So, we'll, we'll, so we'll, we're going we're gonna to fill out these three these three frameworks. Tashma do am Rabbi Yochanan. I hate betani saad sheavol abesi. Rabbi Yochanan said, I hereby accept upon myself a fast until I get home. Until I get home. So we'll say. So what happened? So you see from here again. You see from here again that a person is able to accept upon themselves a fast for a couple of hours, not until nightfall. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 that was an excuse fast. Rabbi Yochanan was always getting invited to eat at the house of the Nasi, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to. So to say, I'm not hungry, that's not going to work. But to say, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, ultimately, again, that would get you out of the invitation. Rashi says over here, 
Rashi says over here, a uh, second line. Shavuot and Hashem in Isia, the Lord Shachu the Mechal Bahadayu, Shahaya Shaya Mevaki Shemenu Shiyochal Imo, Omer Ken Shloyat Shichenu Leachol Imo. So Rashi says, so ultimately, again, he was just doing this in order to get out of having to eat at the Nasi's home, but he wasn't really accepting upon himself a formal tainus. So the Gemara goes right to Amr Shmuel. Kol tainus Shalosh Kibal Alav Mi Ba'od Yom Lav Shme Tainus. In general, Shmuel says any fast. That you did not accept upon yourself mi ba'od yom. Now, bepashtos mi ba'od yom means the day before the fast. So, if I plan on fasting on Thursday, what that requires of me is to accept the fast upon myself on Wednesday. So, the Gemara says, v'iyosiv mai. So, ultimately, again, I will say, what happens if you go ahead and you fast on a day without having accepted it upon yourself beforehand? What was the status of that fast? It's like a, so, so a mapucha is a bellows, right? The thing that you use, right? The accordion type thing that you use to blow air. It's like a bellows filled with air, which essentially means, which means nothing. In other words, that if you go ahead and you observe a fast that you do not proactively accept upon yourself the day before, then a halacha lamaisa doesn't really have the status of a tainus, and therefore it's just kind of filled with air. But it's, it's such an incredible idea. It's the same idea that we mentioned before. How, what, why is that? In other words, fasting is fasting is fasting. So what does it matter again if I accepted it, you know, I accepted it on, on Wednesday afternoon, or I accepted it again Thursday morning at five o'clock in the morning before alos. But say the, the, the idea behind it is that you are trying to sensitize us to this idea that the actions of life are so much more meaningful when they are performed in a premeditated state. It's the same action, right? It's the same action. I'm doing the same thing, but one is done with forethought, one is done without forethought. And the truth is life is only impactful and my actions are only meaningful if they're premeditated. If I think out what I'm going to do before I do it, I have a life plan as I approach situations as opposed to kind of just doing things on the fly. It's the same action. It's mamish the same, it's the same fasting. But Lamaisa, one done with forethought, one done with premeditation, that's where success in life lies. So the Gemara goes weiter. Rav Amar, I'm sorry, Amos Mechabalek. So we'll say, now we've established that in order for me to have a fast day, a personal fast day, a tiny Yachid, I have to accept it upon myself the day before. When? When the day before? So I want to fast on Thursday. I have to accept it by myself on Wednesday. When should I accept it? Rav Amr B'Mincha. Rav says I should do it by Mincha. By Mincha. Shmuel Amr B'Tfilas Mincha. So we'll say, Rav says Mincha. In this case, Mincha means Mincha time. Mincha time. The general time for Mincha. Shmuel says, no, no, no. You accept the fast upon yourself when? During Mincha. During Mincha. So we'll say, so again, Rav would say, Shmuel would say, when I'm davening Mincha on, on Wednesday, I accept the tainus for Thursday. Rav says, Mincha time on Wednesday. So the Imarsa Amrav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Kavasi de Shmuel Mistabra. It seems to me that Shmuel is correct. Because we learned the Megillah's tainus. So the Imarsa Lahen called Inish Daisi Iluye, Mikadmas Dana Yesar. So I will say, so literally translated, so what does it mean? So call inish diyasi iluye, so any person who took upon himself, mikadmanas dina, before our legislation, yaser, should be aser. I will say, what does this mean? My love, yaser atzmo betzilo. So I will say, what the Gemara essentially saying is like this. Let's say a person accepted upon himself a private tainus, tainus yachid. 
and he accepted it on a way, but yet it conflicts with one of the dates in Megillas Tainus. Remember again, Megillas Tainus is filled with days of minor Yomim Tovim, in which you're not allowed to fast. So what happens if I accepted upon myself a fast, but that day is listed in Megillas Tainus as day you're not supposed to fast? What's the halacha? So the Gemara says, it depends. What does it depend on? Did I accept upon myself a fast before Chazal made this into a Yom Tov or not? If I, if I, if I accepted it upon myself first, then halacha lamaisa, I could observe my fast. To which the Gemara says, my love, yasr atzmo b'tzilo, does it not mean that a person is ultimately, again, asering themselves, accepting upon themselves the fast by minchatayim, b'tzilo means by davening. Lo, yasr atzmo, atz no, rather it could just mean stamp, doesn't have to mean davening, but rather, again, it could just mean that a person is accepting upon themselves the fast proactively the day before the fast. So the Gemara says, pligi ba, rabbi chiyah, rabbi shem, rabbi shem, rabbi shem, rabbi shem, rabbi shem, when do you accept the fast? Everybody's agreeing that for a tiny sech, you have to accept it the day before. The shayla is when the day before. Chad amar yaser, the chad amar ye aser. So I will say one opinion says yaser, I will say yaser, we're going to see. Rashi says over here, bitsalusa. Right, y- Yasser is going to be Lashon Asra. So we're going to see one says Yasser, one says Yasser. Manda Amar Yasser Kidarminon, Lamanda Amar Yasser Mahi. What does Yasser mean? The Sanya by Megillah's Tain is called Inish Diyasi Iluye Mekadmanas Dino Yasser. So Kate said, Yachid Shekibalav Sheni Vichamishi Vishen Ishakala Shanakula. So we'll say here's the case of the conflict with Megillah's Tain. I accepted upon myself Bahab. Right, I fast Bahab the whole year. The whole year. That's accepted by myself. Monday, Thursday, Monday, fast throughout the year. And then what happens? So then what happens? Did lo and behold, what occurs? The rabbis institute a new yamtiv. Right? Meaning what? They add something to Megillas Tainus. And it happens to be that their addition falls out on a Monday or a Thursday. So what's Talacha? Im If my nether of Bahab precedes their gzeira of the yamtiv, then what? Ibatam nidro es gzeira senu. Then my fast trumps the yamtiv. Then gzeira senu kadmanas le nidro, but if the yamtiv came before my nedra of bahab, tibatal gzeira senu es nidro. Ultimately, again, their gzeira will be mavatam anadu. So we'll say, this is just an aside, just an aside, that if there's a, if there's a conflict between my personal fast and Megillah's Tainus, who wins? Who wins? It depends, right? What came first? If Chazal's legislation of the minor Yomtiv came before my neder, then ultimately, again, I can't observe the fast, right? The Yomtiv is Docha my neder. But if my neder to fast came before their legislation of this minor Yomtiv, then ultimately, again, my neder wins. I will say, but what about Halacha Lamaisa? When do you have to accept the fast? I will say, we pass in like Shmuel, or Paskin is like Shmuel that if you're going to accept a fast, so today it's Wednesday, and I'm going to accept the fast for Thursday, I do that Kabbalah during Mincha. And we say during Mincha, that means Tfilas Mincha. So at some insertion in Shema Koleinu or somewhere else, you go ahead and you Mechabal Tainis for the next day. Interestingly enough, in these, in these situations where I'm only observing a daytime fast. So remember again, this is true for the fast mentioned in the Mishnah, where Yechidim are fasting, but they're only fasting from the morning until night. So at what point in time? So I'm allowed to eat the night before. 
Right? So again, and I will say, so let's just keep focusing on the Mishnah. The, the, the Tamidi Chachamim are going to fast because there's no rain. So they're allowed to eat, so let's say they're fasting on Thursday. They're allowed to eat the entire Wednesday night. Just comes Thursday morning, we'll call it at, well, well, right, comes Thursday morning, they have to start fasting. So the Gemara says, So essentially, until what point in time could they eat? In other words, what time in the morning does the fast start? So the Gemara says, Rabbi says, Dawn. Dawn. Rabbi Eliezer Shimon Omer ad Kros Hageber. Rabbi Eliezer Shimon says no until the rooster crows. Rashi says ad Kros Hageber. Four lines are from the bottom. Afilu pam rishona kamer midikamer gabi yosi v'svosai. The idea seems to be that Allah lamei so the rooster crowing is even a little bit earlier than dawn. So okay, so machlok is is it dawn? Is a little bit earlier than dawn? But the idea is that you could eat throughout the entire night. Now watch this. Amar Abaye lo shono eloshelo gamer suudaso. Abayi says, but one second. When we say you can eat the whole night, what does that mean? You can eat at night until you finish your su'uda. But once nighttime comes, right? Once you finish your nighttime su'uda, that's it. You're done. You can't eat anymore. So the says, really? Yeah, we learned elsewhere that in the night before a tainus, even if once you finish your su'uda, you could continue to go ahead and eat even after your su'uda is over. Hasam kishlo silek. That's when they didn't remove the table, says the Gemara. Ige da Amri, others explain, Amar Rabba, lo shano ele kishlo yashan. Oh, Rabba said, the night before a tainus, the night before a tainus, halacha lamaisa, you could eat the entire night until you go to sleep. But the assumption is that once you go to sleep, once you go to sleep, you are accepting upon yourself the tainus. Aval yashan, aval yashan ino ochel. But once you go to sleep, Ultimately, again, the fast begins. Eisve Abayis Abayis is really Achal Sorry, Yashan Va'amad Hareza Uchel. Ber Abayis is here's the case. Person goes to sleep on the night before a tainus, and then he gets up. Dalochas he's still allowed to eat. The Gemara says, No, no, no. Hasam Misnanim. That's the case where he didn't really go to sleep. He's dozing. He's dozing. So Abayis says the Gemara Hechi Dami Misnanim. Ultimately, again, what's misnam name? So I'm Ravashi, Ravashi's Amadeis, Nim velo nim, tir velo tir. I'm asleep, but not asleep. Awake, but not awake. Dikari leva'ani. Ultimately, again, if somebody calls my name, I'll answer. Velo yada la dure svara, adure svara. But I don't know really how to answer anything way too deep. Vichi midkar le midkar. And if somebody reminds me of something, I'll remember. All right, we'll say this is most people throughout the day, right? Yeah. So I'm just, you know, so I'll say, so in any event, so this is misnanim. So we'll say, so the Gemara says that halacha lamaisa, so we'll say, so this is actually a very important halacha. Because the Shulchan quotes this. In general, on when the next day is a fast day. And I'll say, again, you fill in the blank. Tainus Esther, Shivasar, Betamos, Asara, Betebes, all of the, what we call the minor fast days, which begin in the morning. The halacha is, once you go to sleep at night, the fast begins. The Mishnah says, therefore, if you plan on waking up early the next morning to eat or to drink, you must go to sleep with a tonight. You must make a condition to do so. Because without a condition to do so, the automatic assumption is once I go to sleep, or for that matter, again, a person wakes up in the middle of the night to drink something, without that condition to do so, the automatic default assumption 
is that when I go to sleep, the tightness begins. So this is really important because many of us who need our coffee wake often wake up early before a tightness in order to eat, in order to drink. So one really has to make a tonight. One really has to articulate the fact I'm not accepting the tightness until tomorrow morning, you know, at Alos, because I'm waking up early to eat and drink something. I will say that's this Gemara. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. We'll say very interesting halacha. If when an individual accepts upon himself a fast, he's not allowed to wear shoes. Not allowed to wear shoes. Why? Because we're that maybe he accepted a communal fast day upon himself. Now, what does this mean? As, as we're going to go ahead and go through this sugi, we're going to see, as I mentioned to you, there are like, like three different types of fasts, right? There's a tiny shows, there's a tiny yachid, there's a tiny tzibor. Rabbi we're going to see each of these types of fasts really have their own unique halachas. Tainis Tzibor, a communal fast day, being the most significant and stringent of all of the fast days. So I will say, so one of the ways in which a Tainis Tzibor is different is you don't wear shoes during a Tainis Tzibor. See, interestingly enough, the Gemara says as follows, what happens if an individual accepts upon himself a fast? So Rav says that Allah you shouldn't wear shoes even during your tainus yachid. Why? Because maybe, maybe you had in mind to accept upon yourself a tainus tzibor. Now it sounds strange that an individual would have in mind to accept upon himself a tainus tzibor. What that means is maybe the individual had in mind to accept upon himself a tainus yachid that's structured like a tainus tzibor. And therefore you shouldn't wear shoes during your tainus yachid. So the Gemara says, Hey, he love it. So what should you do? What should you do? In other words, how do you avoid this? This is what you should say. So we'll say it's very simple. How do you avoid this issue? By mincha time, so I'm accepting a fast for Thursday. By mincha time on Wednesday, I should say, tomorrow I'm accepting upon myself a tainus yachid. Say it. Just say Don't say I'm accepting upon myself a tainus but I'm accepting upon myself a tainus yachid, an individual fast day. And therefore, I will say, in that case, there'll be no problem wearing shoes. I'm going to read another Rav Sheshis. The Rabbanon said to Rav Sheshis, I, haka chazinan Rabbanon, dinesaymi mesanayu, va'asul abeitanisa. So listen to this. So the Rabbanon said to Rav Sheshis, you know, I see the other rabbinic scholars, the other Rabbanim, right, who are wearing their shoes, and yet they're going to the shul for davening. So I will say, so this must have been this was a tiny seabor. Because remember again, Rav Sheshes, I'm sorry, the Rabbanon saying to Rav Sheshes, how is it that the Rabbanim are wearing shoes on a tiny seabor, right? They're wearing their shoes to go to shul. So Ikbid. So Rav Sheshes was very upset. Well, maybe they're eating too, right? And Rav Sheshes was very displeased about their behavior. And halacha lamaisa, Ultimately, again, said maybe they're not fasting else. So, say, so just by the way, it's always important to be on a yid. Always important to find something positive. So perhaps the reason why the Rabbanim were wearing shoes, they remember again, the case is very specific. They're wearing shoes to go to shul. That even in fast days, Yom Kippur, Tisha B'Av, where you're not allowed to wear shoes, if a person doesn't have non-leather shoes to wear and they need to walk outside, you are permitted to go ahead and wear your shoes outside. Right? So I have to get the shoe. I don't have none of the shoes. So again, I can wear my shoes outside 
to get to shul, to get to shul. When I come to shul, I have to take off my shoes. So perhaps that's what's happening with the Rabbanim over here. Because again, the Lashon is very specific. It's saying, They're putting on their shoes ultimately to go to shul. Okay, just a little close. On communal fast days, what would they do? They would only wear the upper part of their shoe. So they would put on the upper part of the shoe and I guess not wear the sole of the shoe. This way, again, the shoe would provide them some level of protection, but they would still feel, experience the affliction. On public fast days would switch their right and left shoes. So they would wear their shoes on their wrong feet, right? Thereby, again, achieving some level of discomfort. The Rabbanon, ultimately, again, of the Yeshiva Ravashi, on a tiny seaboard, went out in a normal fashion, which I will say sounds like they just wore their shoes. Savri, ki had Amr Shmuel, because they held, like Shmuel, what did Shmuel say? The Shmuel said, the Amr Shmuel, ein tainis seaboard bebavel, ela tishabav bilbad. So I will say, they held, we actually quoted this two days ago, they held like Shmuel, that's what? In general, the concept of a tainis seaboard does not apply in Babel. The concept of a tiny tzibor only applies in Eretz Yisrael. And I will say again, which, which, which seems to be supported by everything we've learned up until now, because the tiny tzibor, as we're learning it now, is really a result of rain or lack of rain, which was observed in Eretz Yisrael. So again, interesting for both sides, it's fascinating to see, does the whole concept of a tiny tzibor, a communal fast day, apply in the diaspora at all, or is this a halacha only for Eretz Yisrael? Now again, obviously, there's going to be at least one tiny seba, which is Tisha B'av, right? And that's going to be observed outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. This is very interesting. Literally, a person could borrow against his fast and pay it back at a different time. And we'll say, what does that mean? That if I had taken upon myself to fast, but now there's some other compelling reason, we'll discuss the definition of a compelling reason, not to fast, I could eat on that day, and what? So to speak, pay back my obligation, fast, on a different day. So the Gemara says, When I said over this halacha in front of Shmuel, So I said this in front of Shmuel, Shmuel said, yeah, that's not a big deal. Because we'll say, interestingly enough, Shmuel doesn't view the acceptance of a tainus yachid as a nether. He says, this isn't a nether. What am I accepting upon myself? I'm accepting upon myself to put myself in discomfort. Right? So if I do it, I do it. If I don't do it, I don't do it. In other words, Shmuel did not feel that this has the status of like a nether, that a person has to go ahead and start being worried about, do I have to fulfill this or not? So I said, I'm going to fast. I said, I'm going to fast. So I'm accepting upon myself discomfort. If I, if I choose to honor that, fine. If I choose not to honor it, fine as well. Ikudami, or an alternate version of this. So we'll say an alternate version of this exchange. So Rav said, literally a person could borrow against his fast and pay it back at a different time, which again means I could go ahead and choose not to observe the fast today, but to observe it at a different time. When I said this over in front of Shmuel, Amrali Pshita, he said to me, This is obvious. Lo yehe ela neder. Neder mi matzi bailish shalumi amazel. 
Lemachar Uliyoma Achrina. Shabbos said, so again, in this version, Shmuel said, yeah, of course that works. Why? Because this is no different than any other neder. In other words, Shabbos said, when I make a neder, when I make a neder, I have an obligation to what? To what? To fulfill it. But what do I have the latitude for or with, right? When to fulfill it. I want to fulfill it. So even though, again, I articulated this as an edger I'm going to fulfill tomorrow, if there's some compelling reason I can't fulfill it tomorrow, ultimately, again, I could fulfill it a different day as well. So the Gibara says, let's continue with this. Rav Yoshua, Rav Idi, Rav Asi. So let's say, watch this. So Rav Yoshua, the son of Rav Idi, went to the house of Rav Asi. Of Dulei Igla Tilsa. They made from Rav Igla Tilsa. Igla Tilsa was the finest dish, right? Either a calf that has achieved one-third maturity, or a third-born calf. But this was a delicacy. Okay, so what happens? So they make this Rabbi Yoshua. Amrulei, Amrulei, Litom, this is Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi, eat something. So Amrulei, sorry, Amrulei, Litom, Marmidi. Amrulei, to which Rabbi Yoshua responds, Betanisa Yasivna. I would, but I'm fasting. I would, but I'm fasting. Amrulei, Velozif Mar, Velifra. Don't worry about it. Just eat today and fast tomorrow. In other words, it's not, not a problem. Right? By the way, you see something very interesting. We still got the idea that for a compelling reason, one could go ahead and switch their fast day to a different reason. Halacha considers compelling reasons. Iglatulsa, right? In compelling gadolamizo, right? So that you, you have, if somebody offers you iglatulsa, you take it. But I was saying, in all seriousness, what we begin to see is compelling doesn't actually have to be compelling, right? Compelling just means like some reason, right? Some legitimate reason that you want to push it off. Say, say to Rabbi Yeshua, just eat today and you'll fast the next day. To which, Don't you hold of what Rav said. Rav said that literally again, you can borrow against your fast. Just be paid a different day. See, even though you accepted upon yourself to fast today, eat today, fast a different day. Amr al-Lahur, this is incredible to Trevor Yashur responded, you're right, I do hold of that. This is a different fast. I'm not fasting a tainus yachid, I'm fasting a tainus chalamhu. I am fasting because I had a bad dream. There is a concept of a tainus chalam, which is a fast that one fasts when they have a bad dream. Generally, tainus chalam has to do with a fast in which one dreams that either they themselves died or someone close to them died. So there's a concept of fasting for a negative dream like that. Just by the way, if you remember again back to our brachas days, we had a three-way machlokas about the, the, the impact or the truth, or truthfulness of dreams. There are three schools of thought, right? One school of thought says dreams are meaningless. Other school of thought says dreams are meaningful. Third school of thought says every dream has a combination of both. Every dream has elements of truth and has, and has, and has elements of nothingness, Havel. So interestingly enough, so in general, we don't put too much stock in dreams. We don't put too much stock in dreams. But if one has a more traumatic dream, that Ta'alokha says should be addressed. Should be addressed. This is where the concept of Tainis Cholom comes up. To which Rav says, That a Tainis Cholom is good for a bad dream, like fire is to straw, like fire is to flax. The same way that fire will incinerate straw, so, so to again a Tainis Cholom has the ability to negate any potential negative byproducts that may come from a bad dream. Rabbi said, that's only true if when. When do you have to observe the tainus chalom? 
the day of. In other words, I had the dream last night, I observe it today. Both this is actually incredible. Tainis Chalom is so significant that what? That a person even goes ahead and, a person even goes ahead and observes it even on Shabbos itself. They both say, pretty incredible. My Takante, they both say, here's the problem. You're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. Not allowed to fast on Shabbos. So how could it be that Halacha Lamaisa, you're able to observe a Tainis Chalom? So both say, so you see from here the severity, the significance of a Tainis Chalom. I am, this is how Paskins, you're even allowed to observe a Tainis Chalom on Shabbos. However, if you observe a Tainis Chalom on Shabbos, you have to fast again. Why do you have to fast? For the sin of fasting on Shabbos. Only Jews have stuff like this, right? They say, so I have an obligation to fast, right? I have an obligation to fast on Shabbos, my Tainis Chalom, but Allah if I fast on Shabbos, I have to fast again for fasting on Shabbos. My Takante, so I will say, what's the remedy for fasting on Shabbos? Leisif Ta'anisa, Leta'anisa. You fast another day to make up for your fast. You fast, you fast in order to make up for the fast. Also, I just point out something very interesting. So the concept of Tainus Chalom is very real. But say, what does a person do if a person can't fast? Right? Because again, there are a number. So a person has a bad dream, they can't fast. So again, the halacha brings down tzedakah. Right? What one can't accomplish ultimately, again, through a fast day, one is able to accomplish through the giving of tzedakah. Good about so let's begin the Mishnah. Mishnah, Aru Elav Nanu. What happens if the first three fast days go by and it still hasn't rained? Based in goes from Gimotani Osacheros Alatibor. Then I will say next three fast days. Now remember again, whereas the first three fast days were only upon Yechidin, right? Only upon individuals, the second three fast days are now going to be upon who? The Tzibor. The Tzibor. Now, same idea, these fast days only begin at dawn. Right, they don't. Right, so they don't apply the night before. So you could eat and you could drink the night before. However, these are a bit more intense because now this is a tanis tzibur. So therefore, on the day of the fast itself, you can't do malacha, you can't wash, you can't anoint, you can't wear shoes. Tashmishamita, marital relations are asur. So we also lock the bathhouses. We lock the bathhouses. What happens if Allah said now? So this is now the second set of three. First three, Yechidin. Second three, Tainis Sibor. What happens now if the second three go by and there's still no rain? Bezdin goes around lane. Od Sheva. Another seven fast days. Shane Yurgi Maltanios for a total of 13 fast days altogether. First three, Yechidin. Second three, Tzibor. Last six, Tzibor. And these last six are even more chamer than the first. Because these are also, we, we daven, we'll see there are special davening that goes on, and also blowing of the chatzos rose, or, or shofros, I should say. We lack the stores, no commerce. So we'll say, when we lack the stores, by the way, on Mondays, because remember these are Monday, Thursday, Monday fasts often, on Mondays we'll open up the stores before nightfall, so people could buy what they need for that night to break the fast. However, again, on Thursdays, we leave the stores open the entire time so that people should be able to purchase what they need for Shabbos. If these fast days, these last six fast days go by, these, sorry, these last seven fast days go by, still no rain, 
We diminish business dealings, building, planting, marriage, greeting one another. Like people who have been chastised before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Individuals, continue to fast until the end of Nisan. Yatsa Nisan, the Yardu Gishamim. If Nisan then comes and then it rains after Nisan, Simen Klala. This is a sign of divine displeasure. So, because we're going to see at a certain point in time, rain actually becomes detrimental. We'll say we'll stop over here. Shkoyach.